The Last Word on Sport on Today FM. With Carlsberg, official beer partner of the FAI. Probably the best partnership in the world. Get the facts, be drink aware, visit drinkaware.ie. One down, two to go in Manchester City's quest for the treble. Last done by an English team in 1999. And tomorrow, FA Cup final. That team won in 1999, Manchester United, could put a spanner in the works for Manchester City. Manchester derbies are always good enough as it is, but now to be an FA Cup final and to have the treble on the line adds a certain degree of spice to the whole thing. Tony Cascarino and Mark Lawrenson are with us. Mark, if I can start with you, I mean, will it really matter to the Manchester United players the idea of stopping Manchester City of all people getting the treble or is it simply all just down about wanting to win yourself? Uh, both, Matt. Both. They, they, won't, they won't want City to win it. Um, most definitely they'd be thinking of obviously you no know, trip round the City, all those kind of things, yard yard. Sorry, uh, it, ma- no. it matters to the fans but does it actually matter to the players? Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely, because, I mean, the thing is with Manchester United, and quite rightly so because of the standard of, of Manchester City, they're always being compared against them. And they'd be sick, they'd be sick of the sound of, oh, they've won again, you know, the noisy, noisy neighbours from two or three miles away, all, all those kind of things. So, so as a player, as a player, it'd be like Liverpool, Everton. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want Everton to win a treble. Um, absolutely no way, and I think I think players are very much like that. Yes, Matt, they want to win, win it for themselves, most definitely, but they also want to win it to stop Man- Manchester City winning it. Tony, that noisy neighbours phrase that Mark used is famously attributed to Alex Ferguson back when he was manager, and he was sort of dismissive and sniffy about the nouveau riche Manchester City. But if City were to beat United tomorrow and go on to win the treble, it would really would establish them as the 21st century Manchester team, making Manchester United look very 20th century, wouldn't it? Yeah, man, you can make the point, but they're already there, really. I mean, you know, when you win five out of the last six titles and they've been the team to beat, you know, they're an outstanding side that's been developing for the best part of two decades, really. And, you know, they'd hate it. You know, imagine Fergie doing a team talk tomorrow, Matt. You know, what would he be saying to his team if he was on the end of what they've achieved in recent years? He would be letting them know in no uncertain uncertain terms that one thing we don't do, we don't get rolled over by these. And, you know, it's, it's been ongoing as well. If you take the Tevez saga when he left Man United, went, had the big billboard of Tevez going to Manchester Club. And, you know, it, 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 that rivalry's been developed, Matt, and it, it sort of changed over the years. I mean, I did laugh because Mark said about Everton winning the treble. I mean, that in itself <laughs> seems hilarious, doesn't it, that Everton might win a treble. But I know what Mark means, and... You know, can imagine Tottenham with Arsenal wanting them to achieve. And, and Tony, there's a listener. Like this listener sends in a really good text saying the FA Cup final has 1977 written all over it. That's when Manchester United stopped Liverpool winning the treble, either side of winning the league and the European Cup. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, look, the year after Liverpool did win the Champions League, Matt, or the old European Cup, you know, in '78, I was actually at the game uh, at Wembley. Look, Matt. It's also, and Mark will tell you this, because Mark was part of a city, you know, in Liverpool, where Liverpool and Everton at one time were rubbing shoulders. Liverpool always were ahead of them, but the players know each other. You bump into them now and again, and there's rivalries within that as well, Matt. And that'll be the same with Man United and Man City players. You know, there's a, I saw an Andy Cole interview last week, and he literally spoke out how disrespectful everybody is of giving City the treble, and it would be more of a, it would be even a better treble than what United did in 99, and he was 
he clearly was very angry and bitter about what was being said about this city team. That happens, Matt. Okay, well, that would be a bit Andy Cole as well, though, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Andrew Cole, I should say. Uh, Mark, though, could yes. Manchester United be the best placed team, though, to actually beat Manchester City in a cup final, given that they have the experience of having won in January when nobody gave them much hope in the league? Yeah, possibly. Well, no one else can pl- pl- beat them, can they, Matt? So, um, yeah, quite possibly. And and in fairness to Manchester United, even before Ten Hag, they have had one or two decent results against City. I just think it's going to be really, really interesting the way that Manchester United set up to play this. I think I would imagine Casemiro and, and Fred in midfield, most definitely. You know, you've, you've got to stop the supply line, which, of course, is De Bruyne. If you play against Manchester City and centre-forward Harland's not getting many chances, you, you're halfway there. So, look, it's, it's, it's one of those. I think... I never think when it comes to cup finals, we ever have really outstanding cup finals. We have few and far between. And I, and I think this this work will be one where I just think this will be very, very, very tight. There'll be tackles flying in all over the place and it will be very, very tactical. Yeah, but then aren't Tony Manchester United likely to be down key players that they need? I mean, now who's going to play as centre-forward? Martial may not be a great centre-forward, but they tend to do better with him in the team. Would it be Rashford? Would it be Volkhorst? Yeah. Um, will they miss Anthony on the right wing, or could that be a blessing in disguise, him not been there? Well, I would, personally, Matt, I would want to get um, I would get Rashford off the left wing. I don't want him against Carl Walker. I think he sort of nullifies the pace that Rashford's had. I'll try and get him in the middle. Ganacho for me, I, I think you could throw him in the deep end. And there's rumours, like you said, of Anthony playing, uh, or not playing, sorry. Um, it's a tough one because, you know... Well, sorry, would they not be better off without Anthony? Well, to a certain degree, Matt. I mean, he's full of fl- flicks and tricks, but I don't know why. He reminds me of, even though he's nowhere near as good as him, he reminded me of the sort of early year of Ronaldo at Man United where there was criticism aimed at him because there was one too many tricks and felt like a Harlem Globe uh, Trotters type of player. Well, it was all based on these, you know, step-overs and tricks. Um, so I... I saw sort of get it, Matt. I just think it's a game more that United are going to have to stop City because they will dominate the ball. They have got better players technically. They have a higher energy than I feel that Man United have got. So I'd want to get Rashford down the middle because I don't want him against Carl Walker because we can see what Carl Walker can do with Vinicius Jr. with pace. And Vinicius Jr. is a lot better than Rashford, Matt. Yeah, so as well, Mark, could it be that Manchester City are a lot better now than they were in that defeat against Manchester United, that they've adjusted tactically, particularly with the use of John Stones, and that Manchester United haven't been having as many on days since as they had that day? No, that's that's absolutely true, Matt. Uh, although obviously United have qualified in terms of the Champions League. I mean, the moving of, of of Stones into kind of sort of that box in midfield has, has been a very, very well, been very, very successful. He's extremely comfortable, which we always knew on the ball. Plus, of course, he thinks defensively when they haven't got the ball. City look that they're really, really difficult to play against. And you know, you're talking about somebody up front. I wouldn't be surprised, Matt, if Eghorst played up front just to be an, an absolute nuisance and for somebody to try and hold the ball up because Ten Hag really, really likes him, doesn't he? And I think he's one of those where you say to him, you, you do 60 minutes, put yourself around a little bit, hold the ball up if, if, if we can possibly get onto it and we'll take it from there. But that's why I think it's just intriguing, in, you know, tactically. Even City, do we, do we think we could guess City's starting eleven? 
I don't think we can because more often than not with, with, with Guardiola, he throws one in and they play a little bit differently. Let's talk about a little bit of other things. Let's talk about Jose Mourinho's performance behaviour. Oh. It's sort of a Conor McGregor attempt in the car park afterwards, albeit <laughs> without a shopping trolley. And at this stage, what a bore Tony he's become. And is he just heading towards even further on the periphery of what it's serious football is at this stage? Yeah, Matt, and many moons ago, and I'm talking early 2000s, I, I worked on Sky Sports News and I talked about Jose as a manager, that how I learnt of him by his tactical decisions and substitutions, and they played a home game, Chelsea against Bolton, and it wasn't good first half, and he completely changed it around at half-time, and it was like a genius tactical performance from him, and I lauded him as what a great manager this guy is. And I got a text message from him, Matt, after the game. That was the last one I ever got because it was, my reply was that I'm only speaking how I see it now, but I, I, would, Chris, I would say something if I didn't like it, you know, because I, I didn't want this sort of uh, friendship there of some sort of... Because that's what he loves to get people in the media on his side. Um, look, he was a genius, and I use the word was, and he's won a lot. But the Jose Mourinho today is a manager that ends up sticking his team. It reminded me, Matt, and it weren't as bad. It reminded me, and you won't forget this, of Leeds versus Chelsea. This game in midweek wasn't that far off of that. I know there was even more fighting going on in that game. But it just became a war of attrition. And I think, Jose, that is all you've become as a manager now. Your team's fought for everything and were brilliant but there was a, a technical side to it as well and there was great movement within his teams it's become pretty predictable Matt and that's as much as he was a special one he was he isn't anymore Matt in my opinion as a manager yeah he might have been hard done not to get a penalty from Anthony Taylor in that game for a handball yeah, just at the end but what's the point in following the referee into the car park afterwards Mark it wasn't going to change anything well, it's, it's it's ridiculous. I mean, they're obviously going to throw the book at him. It's it's frustration. It's petulance. Um, he's suddenly become a, a bad loser, Matt. But I think the bottom line is he knows that his team aren't that good. And I think when you when you send them out to play and you've got the, the mindset of, of of the manager like that, I, I think it eats into them as well. And I just think he was one of them. I mean, the game was. Talk about it's such. It wasn't. It wasn't an advert for anything apart from petulance from everybody, wasn't it? And it was. I just thought it was an awful game. But that's that's where Jose is at the moment. But do you know what, Matt? He'll get another job if he wants a, a, a good job. He get another one and, and another one. Anyway, Mark Lawrence and Tony Casquino. Thank you. The last word on sport on Today FM with Carlsberg, official beer partner of the FAI. Probably the best partnership in the world. Get the facts, be drink aware, visit drinkaware.ie.